Welcome to the Speaking Podcast. You can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. We're also on BitChute and YouTube and Speaking Podcast. I also have the Awakening Podcast, the Learn Polish Podcast, and the Meditation Podcast, and all can be found on RoyCollin.com. Today, my guest in America, please welcome, well, background, parents, Irish, which is always good, Mike Duffy. Ray, it is so good to meet you. I am so excited to be here. I love public speaking, and we've got a lot to offer your listening audience today. Excellent. So I always like, let Mike tell the audience, who's Mike? Well, I have been a public speaker since I was 19. Uh, I was a professional stand-up comedian in Manhattan, in New York City. Uh, Ray Romano from Everybody Loves Raymond, who went to my high school, encouraged me to become a stand-up comic. I was I grew up a very shy kid. I would hide under the tables when people would come over. And now at 53 years old, I've spoken all over the world. I'm the founder of the Happiness Hall of Fame, who's inducted Muhammad Ali, Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors, the San Francisco Giants, Dolly Parton of all people. Uh, you name it, they're in it if they make people happy. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. So on, on the website, you'll see all the pictures of all these famous people and a lot more as well. So excellent. So, I mean, how did that come about, actually, the, the, ha the Happiness Hall of Fame? So about 10 years ago, I closed my laptop and I said, that's it. I can't keep opening up this laptop and hearing such terrible news. You know, and I was like, I have to be the antidote. So instead of reading about how bad the world is, I said, how about I recognize, encourage, and celebrate people and organizations like Make-A-Wish, the Wounded Warrior Foundation, that make other people happy. And I will spend my time interviewing these amazing people, meeting them, getting to know them. Some of them have become very good friends of mine, which I didn't expect. And, and it has been amazing. You know, in many hundreds of years ago, St. Augustine said that's in giving we receive. So I give awards to extraordinary people and organizations. And as a result of that, I receive their friendship. And it's awesome. So break out of your shells, get on that stage and make new friends. Beautiful. Love it. And, you know, you mentioned nonprofit because I think the gift of public speaking definitely helps a nonprofit because if they have to get their message out, I mean, you've obviously witnessed that because you're, you're involved in a few nonprofits yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Happiness Hall of Fame is a 501c3, which is an American nonprofit. Now, I don't take any contributions. It's all self-funded. But from a tax perspective, we are uh, a nonprofit. Okay. Oh, brilliant. So I know that uh, something that's uh, interesting is that you emceed for uh, Woodstock in uh, 94. I want to hear that story. Oh, my gosh. So I was, uh, I was a professional stand-up comedian, and they were looking for comedians to be the emcees. And I can tell you, it was one of the greatest weekends of my life. You know, what I miss most about being a stand-up comic is the camaraderie. So there I am in a bus with, with some really great comedians on our way up to Woodstock. The, the excitement, we stayed at the Performers Village, you know, with all the rock bands and 
it was just amazing. And, and again, I historically have been a very shy person, but if you are listening to the sound of my voice, by being an introvert, you won't bring happiness in. Nobody's going to parachute into your living room, land on your lap and say, congratulations, here's the life you've always dreamed. You have to make it. You know, I, so I'm 53, right? And when I grew up in the 70s, I was born in 67. I was in New York City and, and you know, I would hear the moms talk and they'd be like, where's Frankie? What's he up to? And they'd say, oh, you know, he's out uh, finding himself. He moved to California to find himself. The 70s were all about finding yourself. But Bob Dylan said that you don't find yourself, you create yourself. And Roy, this is why I'm so happy that you have this podcast, because you're teaching people how to create the life of their dreams. Excellent. Love it. And uh, I know that you do uh, keynotes as well, yeah? You know, that's a lot of fun. Because when I stopped doing stand-up comedy, I missed speaking and then talking to the folks after my speech. So, you know, they'll fly me all over the place and uh, put me up at really nice hotels. And then afterwards, I get to meet the folks that I'm talking to. And I, I really enjoy, you know, for all the extroverts that are listening right now, I think COVID's been the toughest on us, right? Because we were made to get out there and shake hands and to encourage others. That's what I love. I love to encourage other people. So keynotes are a lot of fun and you get paid to do what you love. What's better than that? And how do you uh, structure your keynote? I mean, keynotes can kind of vary in time, I suppose, for half an hour to an hour or whatever, but how do you structure it? What way do you prepare for a keynote? So I have to tell you, I'm, I'm an excellent writer. I've written five books but I have a terrible memory. So, you know, there's, there's gonna be people that are watching this right now and they're gonna be like, I'd love to public speak, but I get in front of people and I forget everything that I wanted to say. So a way to avoid that is to use PowerPoint. So I use PowerPoint um, and then that way it, it's all there. All I, with a click, I'm on to my next idea. And I also use PowerPoint to have visual gags, to put up memes to make the audience laugh. It's very important. The best public speakers always mix in a little laughter. You know, the Irish, I'm shocked that you have this, right? The Irish are great actors and public speakers and the, the greatest Irish public speakers will take you on a roller coaster. So they'll bring you up with laughter and then they'll also say, but this tragedy happened in my life and the audience goes down and then you gotta bring them back up. So they, they have an experience. They are committed, they're paying attention. That's what you wanna bring into every speech. Also, you wanna bring energy, right? You don't want, hello everybody. You gotta burst onto the scene. You gotta make them want to listen to you. And that's what makes a great speech. And uh, I've seen your, uh, your TEDx, so, and what, what I like is, you know, when, when you're watching a TEDx, you, you just get it. And, you know, you were talking about pictures and stuff like that, but it was humorous as well as a message. And just, I'd like to know your the journey, the preparation for that as well, and how you actually landed it. Because some people, sure. you know, they wish to get, get on the stage for that TEDx. Again, the more you give, the more you receive. So I was, I was you know, every year at Stanford where I've guest lectured on happiness, 
and money. Um, I have an event, right? The Happiness Hall of Fame. And we will have some of the inductees come and give a speech. And it's a wonderful event uh, at the Stanford Faculty Club. And uh, reps from TED came to see me. They were recommended. They said, this guy's got a lot to say and you should come see him. So that's where they discovered me. And then they offered me to headline at TEDx Berkeley, which is the largest TED conference in the country. There's 1,500 people uh, on the campus of UC Berkeley. Um, beautiful stage. Um, and what, what they do is they assign you a coach. So for six months, they teach you the TED way. And then they check in, they meet with you. It's, it's a rigorous process, but, and it's, but here's the deal. It makes you a great speaker and it's free. So I would absolutely, if you're thinking about trying to do a TED talk, you can go to TED and you can nominate yourself, right? If you've got a really good message, don't give up. You know, this morning I heard a quote, Babe Ruth says, you can't beat a man who won't give up. That's how you have to approach life in your speaking career. You can't give up. It's, I almost just said it's a tough road. It's not a tough road. You know what? Working on the roads is a tough road. This is not a tough road. You get to meet people, get paid, and do what you love. So keep doing it. Oh, excellent. And um, how many times do you think you actually practiced it before you actually went on stage? So what I, again, I have a bad memory. So what I would do is I recorded it. I, I'm always tweaking. I'm a very good editor, right? So I'm always changing this, changing that. Of course, that messes up my memory. But what I would do is I would record an audio through my phone. And every time I got in my car, I would listen to it. So it, it was a lot of work. But with a lot of work comes something you're very proud of. So when people, you know, I look, I get emails. I get emails saying, we'd like you in Canada and we're going to pay you $7,000 to come speak for an hour. And that's through my TED talk, you know, so it's well worth it. Brilliant. Yeah. Good, to, good to know. Excellent. And yeah. uh, like what I'm noticing uh, with some friends that are working in corporations, it, you know, the, the mood isn't great. They don't seem to be enjoying it. How do you make happiness in work? Well, first of all, you have to choose to be happy, right? All of us at every moment of the day are flooded with negative thoughts, right? And you have to just say to yourself, you know what? I don't accept that thought. The other thing is I believe that friends are life's gold. So at work, you want to make friends, right? Because if you're going to be there anyway, why not be there with your friends? You know, I have, I worked at Merrill Lynch for 18 years. I, I get texts 10 times a day from my old Merrill Lynch friends, right? They'll, they just, they'll be my friends for life. You want to forgive yourself when you make a mistake, right? There's so much unforgiveness, not only between the people that we associate with, but internal unforgiveness. We're all imperfect perfectly wonderful beings. So forgive yourself when you make a mistake at work. And the other thing is when you leave work for the day, you want to leave all your troubles behind. 
Don't bring them home to your family. Don't bring that mood home to your family. They don't deserve it. You have an obligation to the people that you love to be positive, to be encouraging. Excellent advice, excellent advice. And like going back to the comedy, because I, I've spoke a few times uh, regarding comedy uh, with, with different people, but like, you know, you're not, you're judged based on that. Whereas you go into some events, they're going to clap and everything. But with, with com- what what did you learn on the comedy? And like, do you, would you encourage people to, to do comedy to improve their public speaking? Uh, you know what? That's a tough road. Comedy is a tough road. And, and the thing is, it takes a long time to get good in comedy. Now, I started out in the worst place and the best place to do comedy. New York City is the center of the comedy world. So you have so much competition, but you also have New Yorkers that you've got to entertain, right? These people are frazzled just getting there, right? And now they, they've had a few drinks. They're like, who's this guy, right? So it was a wonderful proving and training ground to get good. Uh, but I would recommend for those of you that are always being told in your life since you were a kid, oh, you're really funny, then try it. If you haven't been told in your life that you're very funny or you don't feel you're funny, don't get up there and do stand-up comedy. It's, it's just too tough. But what I would recommend is always try to put some comedy into your speech. Uh, if you, look, if you've got a steal material, if you're just not funny, then steal the material, steal one line, put it out there. Give your, give your audiences some joy. They're, honestly, most of the audience are waiting for that one funny line of comic relief. Deliver it to them. I, I've seen uh, some of your ones, and one that I thought was very good is if your wife ever left you, you'd go, you'd go with her, and you know you got the, they were all on you know in skits because of that, and that's a brilliant one because you know they're they're all in a good mood because like yeah. you, you're going with the happiness, and yeah. you know I think it's a it's it's ideal for that. So like you've got you've got the five five book. I mean, me personally, if I'm listening to the radio, I don't know why society has decided that every hour we need to put on doom and gloom for five minutes listening to news. The same with the television. I, I just don't watch it. I mean, I, I'd watch it yeah. like a film or something like that, but nothing with ads. It just I just don't do it. I don't watch the news because it's doom and gloom. And I love that you're promoting the happiness because I I, I decide, I choose, you know, I chose. Yes. Be happy, live in the moment. Don't be thinking, yeah. oh, I'll be happy when I get this, when I get, I'm happy every day. I wake up, I do things that make me happy, you know, and I do things with my child that makes him happy and me happy. And so I'm curious, like you have the five books. You might just give us a quick quick run through on the different ones. Sure. So um, if you're looking for one of my books and you're a prime member, you know, I, I don't do this for money. Uh, God has blessed me. I, I'm, you know, I'm good, right? So if you're a Prime member on Amazon, you can download, I believe, all of them for free. I know that the Happiness book, which is my Prime book, that's that's the one uh, that I'm most proud of. So just go to Amazon. It's called The Happiness Book, A Positive Guide to Happiness, Mike Duffy, and download it for free. And uh, it's got some great stuff in there. You know, I, I've become friends with some of Stanford University's best psychology professors, and it's, it's through interviewing them and other amazing people from around the world. There's some great stories and some great ways for you to, like you said, Roy, block out the negative 
and increase the positive. You don't have to be an expert on who died at some portion of the world. That's, that's the same news has been going on since the beginning of news. It's just gonna bring you down. And if you're down, you can't succeed. Life should be continuous learning, growing, stretching, helping other people come up. You know, I have a homeless outreach. And one of the great things that I have uh, with the Happiness Hall of Fame is that I can leverage relationships to help the homeless. So for example, I had been visiting with a kid named Zach who was born without the ability to walk. And he's homeless uh, in the shadow of Stanford University. And for six months, I had been visiting with him and he always had a San Francisco Giants hat on. And one day I said, Zach, what is, what is your dream? What is the desires of your heart? And he says, you know, my dream is to meet the players of the San Francisco Giants. I said, you know what, let me work on that. So I called up the front office. They had come out to Stanford with their three World Series trophies for our event. They talked about what the good they do in the community. And I said, you know what? I said, I have this kid who can't stand up. He has to drag himself around by the knuckles and his dream is to meet your players. Do you think we can make that happen? And they said, absolutely. Not only will we make that happen, but if you bring him up here, which I did, I put him in my car and I drove him up there. We're gonna greet you at the entrance to the ballpark with all of this swag, so many hats. He can get whatever he wants. We'll bring you on before the game, the premier game of the year against our hated rivals, the LA Dodgers, and he can meet them too. And let me tell you something. Not only was it one of the best days for Zach's life, it was one of the best days for my life. So everything that you do can be interconnected to help other people. By doing this, it brings you the joy. So stop watching the news and do things like that. And people need to do that. And what you think, the gratitude, you know, what you appreciate, you attract. You know, so if you're thinking in the down, you're attracting that. But if you're thinking just beautiful, positive thoughts, that's what you're bringing into your life. Absolutely. You've got to keep a positive attitude. You know, you have to, you have to, you know, my happiness formula is P plus P equals H. So purpose plus progress equals happiness. It's not a destination. It's not when I retire, when this happens, when I get a raise, I'm going to be happy. No, no. What you need to do, write down the purposes of your life, and I'll tell you mine. So the first purpose of my life is to be a great husband to my wife, to be a great father to my two kids, to be a great financial advisor to my clients. And then in this column, I write down how I can make progress towards that purpose. So I knew a long time ago, it's cheaper to hire a babysitter than it is a divorce attorney. So every Saturday night, I booked a babysitter. I said to my wife, you pick the restaurant, you pick the movie, and I'm going to make you happy, right? So that was one happiness step. For my kids, I coach them in everything they've ever been in. For my wealth management clients, I've been doing this for 30 years. It's always bring them the best products and services that are out there in the world. And that's when happiness shows up. So you have to have action behind your purpose. The people, the people that become alcoholics, drug addicts, you know, there's always trauma there, but the thing is they don't have a purpose or they don't 
they don't identify that purpose. So they become listless, they become adrift. Don't become adrift, live life on purpose. Absolutely, I love that. And I mean, it's something I've been doing. I kind of have like a life book and, you know, about character, about my child, what way I want to be as a father, what way I want to be as a son. And what, I, what I've noticed is people will spend the time if they're buying a car, they can spend months picking out a car. If they're going on vacation, they can go through hours and hours. And you ask them what do they want in life? And they just chug through life. And I think they need to listen to what you just said, because that's the secret to life. Because once you do it, like, I mean, now I'm I'm learning Russian and I'm learning about yeah. crypto and I'm just, I'm just constant. And I do masterclass. So I've, I've subscribed to masterclass. I'm constantly, it's either food or just, just constantly learning and reading books. I, I sometimes I'd read a hundred books and I love it. I just yeah. love the day. I know I just, you know, like I want to live to a thousand because yes. I just feel the more I'm learning, the more I need to know more, you know, it's just, yeah. And that way you just, you, you're happier. You're just way happier in life. I agree because you're achieving. You're not just dulling your senses with alcohol. I haven't had a drink of alcohol in almost eight years. And let me tell you something as somebody who's Irish American, that's a big statement. Okay. Uh, my father referred to himself as a professional drinker. That's what I was raised with. It was something like, what am I supposed to be proud of that? But the thing is, I, I challenge everybody that can hear the sound of my voice, give up alcohol right now for a month and then see the creativity that floods in because the thing is, you don't have a release. You can't say, oh, on Friday, you know, I can't take this week. I can't take this job. But when Friday comes, I have a few drinks and blah, blah, blah. Well, what happens? You lose the day. It's unfortunate. Then you lose Saturday, right? And now Sunday, you're like, oh, Monday's got. So skip alcohol for a month. See what happens in your life. You may just want to keep that going. Exactly. You know, start fiddling around with different types of teas and water, and you'd be surprised that, uh, you know, you think you need to quench your thirst at the end of the day, and you don't. Yeah. Quench your thirst for knowledge and wisdom. Exactly, exactly. When you, you know, I, I always tell people, and again, the, this hall has opened me up. Now, some of the people are not famous that are, that are in the hall, like my friend Barry Shore, who I met at a conference. He, he's the ambassador of joy. He woke up one morning and he was paralyzed. Couldn't move. And, and, and to this day, he has trouble moving right? But he had to somehow eke out joy every day stuck in his bed, right? He didn't ask for this, it came upon him. And, you know, we, and, and, you know, he does, he's got a radio show now, he's written a couple of books. And, you know, every time I talk to Barry, it's like a cold drink of water. It's so refreshing. He's always so positive. He's always just like, oh, I'm reading this now. And I'm listening to this. And that's, that's another thing I want to get to because I really want to help folks. One of the best things that you can do to bring up your happiness is to change what you're listening to. So for example, I'm going to Disneyland in California. It's opening up on April 30th on uh, May 14th. And I was on hold with, with the Disney Corporation for an hour. And they were playing all the songs you forgot about as a kid, like Haley Mills, the song, Let's Get Together. And even though it's so corny, it's so peppy and happy, right? So I always tell people that 50s music and classical music has been shown by science 
to increase your mood. It's the happiest music you can listen to. So whether it's Spotify or Sirius XM, you can just hit a button and up comes this 50s music and 90% of it is really peppy, happy music. You can't stop pounding your foot to the rhythm, okay? So yesterday I got my second Pfizer shot. I had to drive from just below San Francisco down to Santa Cruz, which is by the shore. And I listened to, because when I was on hold, they said, you've been listening to Disney classics, which you can download on iTunes. It's four hours and 15 minutes of classic Disney tunes. So I download that. And now I'm listening to Disney music as I drive around. It's phenomenal. It makes you so happy. And then that, my happiness, then bleeds out to everybody else. It's like a ripple effect. So you can be that person that everybody's attracted to. People can't get enough of you. And you can train yourself to get there. And let me tell you, when you get on top of that mountain, you don't want to go back down. You don't want to watch the news. You don't want to watch horror movies or murder shows. You want to stay up there with a big smile on your face, talking to audiences, letting that money roll in, and getting your message out. So please train yourself to be happy. Beautiful. I love it, Mike. Listen, Mike, it's been been a pleasure. And I know you've got to go and uh, have an, a fantastic game of golf with a big smile on your face. So how can people get in contact with you? You know what? You can go to MikeDuffySpeaks.com. You can go to HappinessHallOfFame.com. You can go to HappinessWealthManagement.com. So, Roy, this has been an absolute pleasure. And remember, everybody, you are the author of the story of the rest of your life. Make that story one of joy, one of happiness, one of accomplishment, one of purpose, and most importantly, a life well lived, a life being happy. God bless you all. Thank you very much, Mike. So that's all for uh, Speaking Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. I'll have all the links for Mike in the description below. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. So give us a five-star rating, thumbs up. Until next week, take care.